This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Jess. I'm Rhiannon. And today we're talking about if we were to win the lottery, what would we spend that money on? Uh, which is something I think everyone's been asked in their lifetime before. It's just like one of those questions, isn't it, that you might ask your friend, like if you had like unlimited source of money, like where would you put that money? And having like spoken about it previously before, you and I, Ray, mm. I feel like um, we have different approaches to <laughs> maybe where we would put that money. And I'm really hoping that this episode doesn't come across like I'm a really <laughs> selfish person. <laughs> I was just saying to you, I hope that I don't come across as somebody who just isn't able to think for myself. So I just, just like, okay, everyone else. <laughs> right, can you have it. Have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So ahead. what what would you spend that money on? Okay, well, what what kind of lottery are we talking here? Like, because there's yeah. various quantities that, you know, so are we talking like unlimited amount of money here? Or is there a, because then we're not actually telling me an amount. Honestly, when people say, oh, what would you do if you won the money and they uh, won the lottery and give me an amount? I start dissecting it, like literally. Right. right, How much do I have left over here? Okay, I'll give you an amount. Uh, 64 million pounds. Okay. Okay. So first things first, I know my, I don't know if this is like cliche or not, but I instantly am like, right, let's set mum and dad up. Like, yeah, they're sorted. Don't have to think about them. So I'll set them up not too sure how much I'm giving them but I know it's a hefty sum to keep them 10 million <laughs> why not yeah like maybe a bit more like because then I'm like they're really comfortable when I really they'd like if there was any <laughs> I don't know like just that should cover them for a few decent like rocket ship flights if something goes really bad with the world I don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> God, you're coming from like a fair point. Again. Yeah, it's always fair for me, isn't it? Like, all right, that should cover them for everything. Um, I'd give some to my brother as well. And literally, as you can already hear, I'm basically giving it away. <laughs> like, I, I would, yeah, I, what about you? Well, I don't know what I would need it for other than like, so I would set people up in my life that I think need help. And then I would probably just... I would want like a place for myself so I'd probably get finally get like a dream renovated barn for myself with as many rescue animals as I can have and a vegetable patch and all those sort of things and then all of the like techie equipment that I want like cameras and recording stuff and then maybe like a couple like a little bit saved to travel but then everything else is going to charity personally like I just I, I don't for me I'm like I can work for money like money can come back to me whereas this amount when am I ever going to be ever able to donate that to charity like they can have it sort of thing okay so that's me <laughs> okay yeah I think I'd start off similar to you I think that it would maybe the again this again might be selfish maybe I'd start with making sure we've got a place I think do you know what I think maybe that my my view has changed since having Mila so it'd be kind of like right yes yeah, so it'd be like Mila yeah maybe yeah put something away in her like savings so that when she's older she can't touch it until she's a certain age yeah yeah <laughs> um and yeah so set her up set us up um so that maybe we don't have a mortgage or um 
I think I'd want to throw some treats in that. I'd want to go on like a nice um, oh, why not? break away. Mm. I, I'd like to um, maybe get us a new car. To be honest, there's nothing wrong with the car we've got now, but it's just, <laughs> no, it's it's just one of those things. But if it's something like 64 million, it's like, well, I can get a nice car and make a little dent in the money, but not like, you know, still got a fair amount left over. If it was just like, I say just, if it was like, a million pounds maybe I'd rethink it a bit more right yeah I think 64 way. is quite yeah yeah definitely you start prioritizing like okay what do we actually need and stuff how bad is it I think I think of a million pounds and I think that's not actually loads no I, and, do, not, do you know I what I mean that. because because properties here yes that's exactly my thought I was you like know? like that's not even going to cover some houses here which is ridiculous yeah. like that's so ridiculous and mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to think that I'm spending that on a house here. That like, I hope that that never happens. <laughs> yeah. But I understand that when you like think of it like that, it changes everything. And even though there's no way if you and I were given a million pounds today, as if we would be unaffected, we'd be like, oh my God, like this is of course. huge amounts of money. I've, yeah. I've never had that amount of money ever in my life. So yeah. of course that would be a big deal. But when you look at it as what you can get for it, at least in this country, it's sort of like, oh oh I really do have to sit and think about like what's worth so so this was another thing I was going to ask you so do you see money as something that comes and goes or is it something that you think you know for example if you won the lottery that's something I should invest into something else and see it grow do you know what I mean um yeah yeah I know what you mean um I am someone (sighs) this sounds weird I kind of think I'm both I think that money does come and go so if I'm ever stressed about stuff, I'm like, do you know what? This isn't worth the stress. Money will come again. Like it will be fine because I'm currently in that position at the moment. Like I'm not really getting a consistent income and that sort of stuff. But I'm like, it will happen. But mm-hmm. I'm also comfortable in the sense that I don't have to worry about bills right now. Like I live with my family and um, I'm just in a position that's very um, privileged and unfortunate. So yes, I think money comes and goes but I also understand the the importance of saving and Mm. being careful because I am someone who's careful as well so investing yes in some ways but I think I have to really understand what I'm investing in so I am someone who's invested tiny 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 amounts of money just to put that out there tiny amounts of money in different things but you know investments take time and I sort of had to look into them before I did it so um so we'll see and also I I think I invest in myself as well like my business the podcast and some other things that are going on like I've you know those are what I see as investments because I believe in the longevity of them all yeah but I think to some people like investment is certain things like stocks or you know know, properties yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly I think I think you touched on it earlier you said if you earn the money and you had become super successful and super rich would that affect your decisions on where that money would be spent on as opposed to if it's just almost been handed to you because by chance you won it in the lottery would that change your decisions on what you'd spend that money on maybe um I think the idea of being given a lot of money I'm I think I'm quite skeptical of as well I'm like is someone actually going to come after this amount of money like like MTV like you're punked (laughs) like like, let me just I think that might be why I'm so quick to like get rid of it it's not mine like I don't mind 
like give it to charity like they can have it they can have it you can't take money from charity uh, they take it. <laughs> um, but I think the idea of I don't know if this is something like being conditioned as well but I think the the thought of earning the money then I'm like that's mine like so I can choose to spend that on me if I want to mm. um is that then, almost like a more you're more deserving of it yeah a little bit mm. like, oh we're getting deep <laughs> like I, but then so like when my granddad gives me money though and by the way that makes me sound like so like oh granddad gives me money like I don't mean like that like if my granddad decides to give me like a tenner as a treat or something I'm quite quick to spend that <laughs> right okay like I'm like yay cool I don't that that covers the 10 pounds that I was gonna have to spend myself yeah so okay cool <laughs> but then no one's giving me like millions and stuff so I'm not yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like yeah sorry I don't know if that's helping I think no I get it because I think if you've if you've earned it I also think you've probably got more things to reinvest in right so like yeah. if you've got your business like you said or if you've got your your farm with the um vegetable the crops and the animals and stuff you're probably going to put that money back into it to right um sustain it right and to help that grow but if it, the, yeah. you, the things though that you've just said like repeating back to me what I've said seems like the things that I spend money on um it's like a cycle I, I don't think I tend to spend money on things that are one-offs so for example I can only think of one thing actually that's like a selfish just me me thing and that's laser hair removal yeah <laughs> like I would want that so bad and it just costs a lot of money but that's yeah. not something that you have to keep coming back to really like you're only meant to do it as yeah done. so oh, 100% I was thinking earlier like I struggle like this is a question I want to ask you as well like if you had that money and you did have a bit and you'd given it you've given your amounts to charity yeah yeah was is there like a luxury item or something that you would allow yourself to treat yourself to I don't think it's an item it's consistent well-being so I would want therapy like I once a month I would like it to be maybe every fortnight and I would like (laughs) to be able to afford to go to yoga more than I would like to be able to go to the gym all the time like for me it's mostly well-being things and um like certain foods and shopping places that are just too expensive I think honestly like whole foods (laughs) yes like I think it would just be my um cost of living would just be a little bit more bougie I guess but in but for the sake of my wellness and health okay when I think of other things I can't really like even travel I'm like well I don't mind continuing to fly economy like as long as it gets me to the place like I don't mind that So yeah, I think for me it's just like upping the. So limit. You're not like a handbag shoes kind of person at all. I don't think I am. Like maybe like more clothes, but like at the same time, I'm like, don't really need them right now. You ever think like if you were in that position, say like you decided to pursue music and you got really big and you were invited to like award shows and stuff and you had a stylist for example okay. and you were kind of introduced to this, yeah and you were introduced to this whole like kind of unlimited world of fashion and shoes and beauty and all of this do you think then because you're kind of more exposed to it that you might take more of an interest and kind of be like oh okay maybe I can spend a little bit on that or I think being the person I am I would use that as a moment to make a statement I would be like no I'm finding the most sustainable small business I can find and lifting them up I am finding makeup brands that align with my ethos and what I 
want like I would want to bring up people that aren't spoken about like everyone that we see as brands this is this is I'm not consciously avoiding brands I just don't I've never grown up with them I don't I don't know yeah them. we're not exposed to them because they're no. too uh, kind of out of our sphere yeah unattainable almost yeah so I'm like, no, 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 let me actually bring up like the people that I or the the companies that I see and that the everyday person, I guess, sees. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. that would be how I'd want to go. And as fun as that would be, like to kind don't get me wrong, I think if I had the chance, yeah, I probably would want to say that I had the chance to collaborate with these big artists and designers for example but I would want them to collaborate with me with someone else so I'd want to say for example um Bauman I'd be like okay yeah I want to work with you but you're going to also hire this person who's designed these things or this seamstress who gets these things locally sourced or whatever you know what I mean like I would want a collab here that's lifting others with me I think sure okay (laughs) I sound like a uh, anyway, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to talk about why is money so hard to talk about? Like, yeah, I don't get. I, it just feels awkward, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. So, just talking with fr- even friends and family. I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't, I don't imagine a lot of people would speak very openly with strangers, like on right, the street yeah. or on public transport, about money. But even with friends, and family, I think yeah, that's yeah, that's a bit dangerous because you're maybe um trustworthy yeah you're putting yourself Um, in a position where you could potentially get like scammed and your money taken from you sort of thing yeah yeah so your friends shouldn't do that (laughs) or your family you would hope not (laughs) um but why but why is that so difficult like were you brought up to not talk about money um I was thinking about this and I think in some ways yes and in many ways no so I was brought up in it in the sense that I wouldn't ever really ask about like I don't think I ever thought about that like it wasn't something that I personally thought about I think my earliest memory of money is like pocket money so my parents or my mum would give us one pound a week and that was a big deal when we were kids yeah um and it was you know just usually just by being like good and helping out or whatever yeah and I would I think I saved it in like a money box then that was like you know oh it's getting heavier sort of thing yeah, yeah. spend it on um and I knew that we had so my when my mom got pregnant with myself and with my brother she like set up a bank account for us so that she would put like if she found 20p on the floor she would put that in the bank account stuff like that just because you know it's it, I think that's a cool thing to do if, as parents because then you're sort of already helping your kids out aren't you when you have that mm. so so I knew of that, but I also knew that there was an age cap on it, I think. So I don't think I was allowed to touch that till I was like 18, 21. And yeah. I still haven't touched it because like, what for? <laughs> um, at that point, I was already, you know, earning my own money. So um, sure. that's like my earliest memory of money. And also when I think about the fact I never asked them about their own money, I would ask about mine. So say like we're very open in my family about my money and Isaac's money, my brother. We don't really ask them about theirs. So, could, but I think that's more mm. like, is this right? Is this statement right? Sort of thing. It's almost like asking for guidance, I guess, like financial yeah, yeah. help. But speaking about it, like, I don't know. We are open and we're not. Mm. I just don't feel the need to ask them about their money. It feels a bit taboo. Like, it feels a bit like, um, like we said about uh, politics in a previous episode. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like one of those things. It's like if you were at a party, 
or like a gathering with your friends, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't speak. I mean, maybe you'd speak about politics, but I feel like if you, you didn't know someone well enough, you probably wouldn't start talking about politics at a party and you probably wouldn't start talking about money. Like, yeah, definitely. I think the key word for me, what you just said is if someone that you don't know. So yeah, I don't think I would bring that up with someone I don't know, but that's literally just down to trust. Like as in, I don't know where I, when it comes to money anyway, like I don't, I don't know you why would I be telling you about my finances you could be yeah. scammer for all I know whereas right. I actually think I'm pretty open with you for example when it comes to money and our mm-hmm. close friends I, I don't really see what I have to filter myself about that for because what, what have I got to hide <laughs> like it's not like yeah. I, I don't know I just don't I don't see that as something to be uncomfortable about because it's never like um we're having discussions about money where it's making one of us feel uncomfortable like as in like one of us has more or one of us has less anything like that and even if mm-hmm. that is how one of us feels that's usually what we're talking about like oh I feel like I'm struggling with money it's annoying like I want to be able to do more stuff with you or something like that you know um, yeah. and I think that's important like I find that that's important because say if I didn't know or say if let's make it me say if I'm really struggling with money and you didn't know that and you keep inviting me out to all these places all the time and I can't go isn't there a friends episode like that does this we're like yeah there is Chan uh Joey and Phoebe and Rachel can't afford anything but Ross and Chandler can yeah, it kind of divides them doesn't yeah, it yeah but yeah. because like there is that sort of awkwardness or like you know feeling shitty if you can't afford something and your friends can and if they don't know that they're not mind readers so of course they want if they're good friends they're going to keep inviting you out but if they don't know that that's making you feel sad because you can't do it like you know so I feel like it's good to have that sort of yeah I think it's like that slight kind of shame element maybe Mm -hmm. like if we're talking about that episode for example it's like they feel like they're not on the same kind of level right maybe career-wise or whatever because they haven't got money at at that time Mm. um but also maybe like fear of being pitied and you know yeah yeah the other person seeing them as less less than in some in some way and being like oh no let me help you let me pay for you to come out with us and it's difficult because it's kind of like that friend is just coming from a good place yeah. and wanting to spend time with you, wanting to help you out. And they're not saying, look, this is nothing. So let me just pay for it. It's more like, I am I want to spend time with you and I don't want you to yeah. miss out. Yeah, because I'm um, someone, I think, it depends probably on my mood actually, but like, I don't like owing people money yeah. at all. It makes me feel uncomfortable because it, it, yeah. I think there is that element of, I should be able to afford something. But if at the end of the day, a friend wants to pay something for me as a treat or as a you can pay me back whenever you want re but it's something that I really don't want to miss out on then I'm not going to miss out on it like because yeah. I don't want that sort of regret so I guess it it's just about how comfortable you are with your friends I think and family I, mm. I, I I don't know about other family dynamics but for my family personally it's just literally because I don't need to ask them about their money but when I think about certain situations where maybe they they've um needed a bit of money for certain things like say for example I remember when I was at uni and I'd stayed at home for uni but I got a um, maintenance loan just for one year and I made that last over three years I, I used that money for things for myself like quite a few festivals but anyway um there was a time where like our I think our fridge broke or our washing machine or something broke and I didn't really like the thought of my parents like worrying where how they're going to afford it so I said look I've got money that I'm not using why don't you use that and like you know where I live 
just a room next door like you can pay me back when you want something yeah. and so I didn't mind that as in we didn't mind that conversation I think we are actually now I think about it we are quite open about money yeah but it's not like what are you doing with your money today mother like <laughs> sort of thing yeah yeah break okay. down what yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not it's just you know like, are we good yeah we're good anyone need help here sort of thing no we're sure. good you know sure. that, that's basically it yeah what about you I don't remember anything being explicitly said no but purpose or like I think mm, I think purposely I think it was kind of like this dynamic of we're the parents so you don't need to worry about anything we're gonna cover it and even if they like if there were times of struggle you know like when it was um what was it called the recession stuff like that right yeah yeah well Sasha was a lot younger but we were kept kind of in the dark about it and it was kind of interesting yeah very much kind of don't worry everything's going to be fine like you'd overhear like snippets of conversation so you knew something was going on right but it wasn't openly spoken about as a family and I think maybe that was because in my parents head it's like well no we're the adults like what what's our our kids going to do why should why why should we worry our kids over something an adult issue right so see that in our family we spoke about that we we really? yeah, yeah yeah but but that was because everyone at school was talking about it everyone at school was being affected by it like a lot yeah of people's families yeah. were getting affected so I wanted to talk about it. I was like are we good like <laughs> what's going on like especially like you know worry head here like I was like yeah. what's gonna happen what do we need to do do we have to cut back on anything like what's <laughs> what's the plan here <laughs> sort of yeah and and I, I think there's also the the I think also it was I they didn't want anyone else to know about it yeah so I think my parents probably worried if they told me that I would go and tell someone else and then someone else's family would find out that we're struggling and that would be embarrassing for them yeah I get it yeah that makes sense and I think I just think it shouldn't I wish that the embarrassment and shame element wasn't there because if that wasn't there I think probably everyone would talk about money but I think that is the biggest thing isn't it you don't have money oh that's embarrassing you you can't afford this oh that's embarrassing like or you know things yeah. like that I think that's mostly what it is yeah why is that I, I I I genuinely think that's something that's been passed down from like generations like yeah I don't think that's like a I don't know it's weird it's, it's really like, sad it's like you know you're putting you're putting food on your table you've got a roof over your head like you're such a, in such a great position because you can't afford to go to Disney World oh, in Florida yeah, no. that's not embarrassing that costs like ten thousand pounds in to take your family like that's yeah that's not embarrassing to not be able to afford that that's pretty normal <laughs> when I was younger as well so I felt like every um what do we have like half terms or uh, what they called mid what they called yeah half term breaks but where they're long well, the two week ones yeah is that still called a Easter was, there was spring, yeah there's Easter and Christmas yeah yeah so all of those ones and the summer holidays as well most people I knew went away like to Spain or they went to they often went somewhere either in Europe or maybe America and I never went anywhere and that's because we would save all of our money to be able to go to New Zealand which by the way it costs a fuck ton if anyone didn't know so you know that was where we would go and we'd only do that maybe every few years or something and even then that's so like how fortunate is that that I've got to go to New Zealand like so many times in my life like so many people have never done that before but in my head because 
everyone around me was going to places every year multiple times a year I was like, oh my god can we not afford things you know like it was sort of yeah a bit strange and it's that's so not the case like I, I just think it's the way sometimes it's the language again it's the way that it's shown I don't mm. know and then you know how you were saying how your family um were like no you're the almost like you're the child you don't have to worry about it yeah um my family were kind of like that but like I for example I remember when I was a kid if I wanted something I waited till my birthday or Christmas I wouldn't get it whenever and then it got to the age where it's like well if you want something you've got to go get a job and work for it and so I just got that because I knew that that's what my parents had to do Mm -hmm. and I've got nothing wrong with that I'm glad that I've been working since I was what 14 like I've always made my own money and I love that about my life myself because I feel like it's made me quite on it like aware of things yeah but I also understand what you did where not to say that you didn't work obviously you've had jobs but you didn't have to necessarily do that when you were younger like as mm. a sort of thing I get I get both sides of it yeah but also I hated asking for money yeah I, I that's my issue I didn't want to ask for money I would have to be in a situation where I really wanted to do something to go and ask for like 10, 20 pounds to go out for dinner or something. I re- I think because I, I, if I sensed at that time something was up, even though it wasn't openly spoken about, you get that right, feeling, right, right? right? Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm, I might be adding to their problem if I asked for any money. Mm. So that, yeah, I don't know. I, I think my approach would be in my young family, like as Mila gets older, yeah. is to maybe pick and choose what I say like like you said not needing to go into detail about things but being transparent about the financial situation and what kind of boundaries there are so like he has questions actually like that would maybe make you think what you need to say yeah so I think just sort of you know if we're open about things then maybe Mila wouldn't come to me and say oh can I have this can I have 200 pounds for this um festival ticket or something when maybe we're not in a position to pay for it like maybe she'd like know like <laughs> sense the room like what is going on <laughs> read the room Mila um, yeah yeah so I think it, I think uh, but I completely understand my parents way of it because now I've got Mila I'm like well I don't want her go like worrying sat at school worrying can mum and dad you know are they yeah. okay for money because you know that that's a really that's quite an adult problem to, to for a child to be thinking about so I think you're like you said in your family where you've got that are things okay cool that kind of approach is really good I think because it's not like right you you know how much your mum and dad are paying for the mortgage each month and this this oh like all this breakdown. yeah like I didn't need or know the breakdown of any of that and I was quite glad because I think I wouldn't have had the brain capacity for it but you know how you just said there about like 200 pounds for a festival ticket like Mm. actually that makes me think about which quantities were my boundaries for asking my parents about money so I would never ask for festival ticket there would be no way in hell because they wouldn't pay for that either like it's not something that they just have like that type of money lying around at least back then so that to me would have been like I wait for my birthday for that I wait for yeah like I waited till from the age of four to the age of 11 I got my dog you know (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would also be something that would come into my head like okay what's actually acceptable an acceptable amount of money to ask for and I just didn't like that I didn't like having to think oh can I no I'll just get a job then I can afford it you know yeah yeah definitely 
Well, we could talk all day about this. <laughs> but yeah, so this episode, I personally wanted to dedicate to um, a small local business called For Heaven's Cakes, which both of us have purchased from. Um, and we know Sarah, well, you know Sarah quite well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I, I worked for her since I was 14. <laughs> or 15, <laughs> I babysat for her family when I was a teenager and then found out that she was this incredible cake maker and um yeah absolutely I, lo- I absolutely love the name of the the business so, as well for heaven's cakes clever. it's so clever I absolutely love it um so Sarah Bridell makes the most beautiful cakes um she's been making cakes for myself for my sister growing up and now for my daughter as well it's amazing um Mila turned two last week and she had an amazing pepper pig cake which was um it had like white chocolate frosting on it oh my god it was it was delicious and we just didn't even want to cut into it like it was just so isn't that the worst when you have something that's created so amazingly but it's for eating and you're like and you know it must have taken hours as well and you're like (laughs) oh I feel so bad cutting into this yeah so we I've I've always saved like we have um I've always asked Sarah to put like a little person on top of it so if it was Mila's birthday a little Mila kind of figure made out of icing um and we keep them in the freezer like we wrap them up in foil and keep them, yeah not that we ever get them out but it's just I feel like, oh, okay. like a little thing. person oh cute yeah um so you need to go and check out Sarah's yeah. um designs and trust me the cakes taste just as good as they look mm-hmm. uh so yeah you can find Sarah's page on Instagram which is at the heavens cakes um, go check out her designs if you have any inquiries you can just send her a private message give her like a outline of what you're looking for and she'll give you um, prices her availability everything like that and if you go can't afford any of the cakes just follow and like everything she posts. Yeah. literally just help boost her because oh yeah amazing right so thank you guys for listening to today's episode uh make sure to stream on spotify uh apple podcasts amazon music we're everywhere uh, <laughs> everywhere youtube and make sure to follow us to like subscribe share with your friends and let us know in the comments below anything about what you would spend that 64 million pounds on <laughs> i can't wait to hear the responses to that <laughs> right thanks for listening guys take care bye, bye.